0: Triple M footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple
1: M footy lives on Listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low,
2: relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh, rugby, rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Need funds for your small business? Get fast approvals with funding possible in just hours from Prosper.
3: Big is about to go down. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinmen. Ready or not?
1: Oh, good afternoon, and welcome to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper, Ben Dobbin, James Hooper, James Graham. No Gordon Tallis this week. He's got the Gordon Tallis Cup in Townsville, so straight off the bench, the great Blocker Roach joins us for the next two hours on Sunday Sinbin. Blocker, so good to have you back in that chair, mate. And I'm pleased Gordy's out of here, mate. We, we, you're actually was my first pick anyway. That, over uh, Gordy, so are you yeah. the reason
0: I'm on? Oh, mate. Yes,
1: mate. Yeah, I'm the one who said, mate. Get, get <laughs> yes, block. Mate. Get block. We yes, don't mate. need Gordy anymore. How are you, mate? I'm going all right, mate.
0: I was very impressed with the Broncos last night.
1: Yeah, they uh, were unbelievable. were Through to a grand final. They 42 were, points to 12. Yeah, they were
0: sensational. Payne Haas, unbelievable. Um, with Flegler and Carrigan. I was just going to bring it up straight away off the top, and I, I, I'm a bit of a footy perv, as you know. Have we ever seen... Three more athletic blokes playing in the middle for any side. I'd like you to think about it. James Graham will come into it. Also hoops. I'd like you guys to think about it. I'm talking about athleticism and speed across the line. All about six foot two, six foot three. Mobility is a big thing for them and uh, I'd just like to throw that out there at the start of the show to see whether you can come up with anyone or three more blokes at play in the middle that have got a little bit more mobility than those guys. I don't yeah,
3: think I've seen unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it, it. It's hard to, to think off the top of my head, but I tell you what, next Sunday, the match between the two middle threes, that is going to be insane. Yeah, Like, there's so many interesting battles that will be happening next week, but Haas, Flegler, Carrigan, Yo, Liotta, and Fisher-Harris, like, how do you separate them? I, I, I've slightly Brisbane ahead, in, but then... You're already with, calling them. Wow. No, no, no. I'm Early saying slightly the... Brisbane ahead in terms of the middle three versus okay. the middle three, but that is like a slight. But then you think penrith they've got Spencer Lenu that comes on. Like, then, Does that tip them in favour? It, it's going to be a, such an interesting battle
1: uh, next week. Good to see you, James. Um, we'll be covering, uh, obviously, both NRLW semifinals this afternoon as well at the conclusion of this game. James Graham and myself calling the Broncos taking on Newcastle. James Hooper. James um, Hooper. A very good afternoon to you, mate. Uh, big week in the news cycle. So much going on. And, look, the two best teams are through to the grand final. Uh, I think everybody wanted that. Um, it, they've been, without doubt, the clear two best sides throughout the course of the competition. And, and oh, it's mouthwatering Penrith v. Broncos next Sunday.
4: Yeah, good afternoon, Ben. Afternoon, Blocky and Jimmy. Oh, look, can't wait. It is dead set a sensational grand final. Uh, they have been the standout sides all season. And I think yep. once the final series was decided, uh, the opening week of September, this was the game that everybody was anticipating uh, and also had the fingers crossed going, that's the grand final that can deliver an absolute. Epic product. So many brilliant, different narratives. Uh, you got the father-son combination yeah. on both sides now. Billy Walters last night. I think that's probably the best game we've seen from his his entire career. He's a terrific story. You got Nathan and Ivan looking to replicate. Uh, what the yields did, 81, 82, 83, Ben, um, 40 years ago. So, yeah, there's a lot of
1: excitement around this game. They
4: had
0: yeah. 85 off and then they won yeah. again in 86. Well, a lot of you listen they to did. James
4: Hooper. <laughs> did you hear
1: that this week? I mean, we should just bring that up that you've decided that he's just routed off these stats like some expert, not only – Was he on the award-winning NRL 360 this week? But he he threw in another premiership. He threw in 84 just for good measure. Um, And you can thank that. That's a Bulldogs premiership that year, mate, the mighty Bulldogs. But you somehow decided to bungle that up and got tongue-tied, and and you give them four, mate, in a row.
4: I did get tongue-tied. Then I made a blue, and I was talking about Jack Gibson, ding-dong, the witch is dead, 81, 82, 83. And anyway, I've said it, and then I went, of course, 82, 83, and I went, hang hoops, on, I've got to 83 too quick. Hoops, it's,
0: it's, all right, it's all right, mate. You made a mistake, mate. No, I, You're not well, Fonzarelli. He, well, he doesn't admit that
1: very often, Bob. It's very rare for him to admit that he's wrong, so I think it's a part of the journey, hey, mate. Hang, well, hang
3: on a moment. Pot kettle black here. <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? but <laughs> we all make mistakes but you know i think last week you you said that you you fancied melbourne to win by 12 Declared. 13 13 plus 13 <laughs> plus i said i said they were morals what, what, <laughs> what, what like you know we all make mistakes that that's that's worse than the forward pass missing that we went on in yesterday's <laughs> well, we're game. we're going to get that, to that. Okay, that, well, that, that that's that's stand be that's stand down material when you're making predictions <laughs> like that. That's so what, like what you, need you need to be taken. You, you want need to take all, over? Almost be sectioned. You well, he take has over? taken over
1: at stages. No, he has well, taken over. Yeah, and that's when things go real south. Anyway, let's <laughs> talk about last night, um, Block. There was so much to to play for for both sides, the Warriors and the Broncos, and and look, everybody's been. Super excited about what the Warriors have done. A a, a remarkable year to get to a prelim. But Brisbane just absolutely dominated from the get-go. I understand there was a a set play and they scored first and there was also that intercept try, but... When Brisbane got rolling and you talked about those big three through the middle, uh, th- there was just nowhere for the Warriors to hide. It was a really polished performance.
0: Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, and the Warriors, to their credit, and they've had a great season and, you know, uh, uh, it was always going to be up against it when they played Brisbane up there at Suncorp. Uh, they came out. They had the week's rest. They came out and y- you would never tell that they've had a week off. They-, they just got straight into the groove. There was one stage in the first half I thought was the biggest turning point for myself I thought I think it, was, I think it got the 12-all. And then, then we saw the, the Warriors, they made two handling errors early in the tackle count, and the, and the Broncos pounced on it. And they went in at halftime, 24 points to 12. I think yeah. that was the big turning point in that, in that first half. Uh, they looked like they lost a little belief. Sean Johnson um, injured a finger. I saw him make mm. that tackle on Payne Haas, who made the 60-metre break. And I watched the replay, and he was grabbing with one arm and his other hand with the finger. He, he didn't really go in and make that tackle. I think that bothered him for the rest of the game. And I, you know, I think Wade Egan had a great start to the game. I, I love, his, I love it, uh, like his little nuances around dummy half. He's a very clever player. Uh, but he got a, a couple of knocks in the head too, and I, I think that took away from him. I think, there were, I think they had a lot of struggling players to finish off the game, but taking nothing away from the Broncos. Once they got going, they, they scored that hat-trick of tries the back end of that first half. She was all over at halftime.
4: Uh, it they, was electric, yeah. to watch I mean, you called the game. Yeah. It, 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 the excitement, you blokes, Dobbo and uh, Jimmy, you were both up there. It, it, it just, the excitement was palpable. Uh, that crowd was rock and rolling. Uh, those scenes in the opening half, it was such an exciting game when it was going try for try yeah. and the Broncos were just punching through the middle. Even when the Warriors hit the front when DWZ scored the intercept, um, just the excitement. Uh, it, it was a roller coaster game.
0: Yeah, mate. The thing a, for me, the thing for me, sorry, Dobby. The thing for me was Rhys Walsh. Now, yeah, I don't know if you saw that Troy scored just before half time. He was standing at the back of the play with his hands on the, on his hips, and Flegler went through, and all of a sudden, when you saw the replay, you saw him just the anticipation of a young fella with speed that you can't buy. He just anticipated that he was going to get that offload, went straight through, then got that ball back on the inside for Walters a second try. You remember mm, that? Yes. Yeah. If, if you have a look at the, the the overview of him, of the replay, standing around minding his own business, and then that anticipation of, bang, something's on, I'm going to get there. He was flat-footed. What, he was.
1: Jammer, I've got to ask you this about Reese Walsh. He throws that intercept, and, and and sometimes young players, they go they can go right back into their shell. Well, next play, they... They go they go to their left, he steps and puts Farnworth away and then he then is the flat footed so even though he threw that intercept and which could have potentially seen him lose all his confidence, he managed to turn that and it didn't even phase him no, one bit.
3: N- not interested in dwelling on mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um it's a sign of the times with the with the youth they that they seem to have this um this ability to, to completely block out um, the negative consequences of, of of plays like that. And Reese Walsh was a, a prime example of that yesterday evening, a four on three and oppor- not, not only was it an intercept, but it was an opportunity that the Broncos blew because they were four on three down a short side and they, you know, they would practice um, those sorts of situations every single week at training and look to execute. And, you know, m- the overwhelming majority of the time come up with a, a line break and, and, you know, points, at least a minimum of a line break or a quick play the ball. But DWZ picks the ball out, they're behind the sticks, and then, you know, they went to a similar situation on the same side, you know, and I almost I gasped in commentary. I went, oh, because I thought he'd thrown an intercept again, but he didn't. He just held his time. He held the ball a, a, a one or two steps more than what he did uh, in the previous play and just p- puts a, a beautiful pass to Farnworth, yeah. who was sensational again. I know we talk about the the middle three of the Broncos, but his contribution was enormous. That first carry, quick play the ball, and then bang and then bang again. They, they, the, the Warriors just had no answer for, the, for the, the speed of the rook and the offload and the fatigue that, that that brings in on you. And when you've got a team like Brisbane who are fresh, very favourable buy schedule. They had a, a buy in round nineteen or buy in round twenty five. Week two of the finals off. They look fresh. They look hungry. You know. But yeah, Reese Walsh. Like, uh, what about what about his his season? you know, against his old team, the Warriors. He came back and he's a, he's an incredible athlete to watch. And Blocker's point there about him just lurking, looking, and then that ability to just at the drop of the hat, bang, go. And it's, it, it's lights out that the New Zealand defenders had, had no answer for him.
0: How do you, how do you pick him up? You, you think, think back to the first half when he went up the right-hand side. Remember, he, he passed the ball over the top to Kobo. And Kobo yeah. was gone down. How do you pass back on in the inside anyway? He took the tackle, right? That's on the right-hand side. Then a couple of times he, he bobs up on the left-hand side to put a couple of tries on. Now, I'm glad you mentioned Farnworth too. Mate, what about his handling skills? You mentioned Walsh going at the line there with the late pass, held it right up. How he caught that ball to score, I'll never know. But mm. he was, he was, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Caught on his leg, didn't he? Yeah.
4: He's a freak. And on Walsh, the thing I love about uh, the Cavalier way that he plays the game block is he's, he's a risk taker. And when he does make an error, it, it doesn't he doesn't, him. It doesn't, doesn't let him. And, and Jimmy, you touched it on, on it a minute ago. He's only 21 years of age. And one of the brilliant things uh, about kids who are that age, or he's not a kid, he's a young man, um, they're fearless. So he'll go out, he'll make a blue in a big game like that. Plenty of players in that instance, in that sort of circumstance, would go into a shell, but not this young bloke. He just takes it on, brushes it off. He's got a little bit of that goldfish. James Maloney used to be a mm. similar player where they'd make a mistake in a massive game and mm. you go, whoa, hold on a minute. Like that's a, that's a big blunder. But, mate, they'll just dust off and go... I can I can make up you, for you it. You
0: know the other thing he's got too uh, that Billy Slater had? Billy Slater, he saved more tries than he scored. You think about how many tries on the goal line that he saved, getting under blokes and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Watch Rhys Welsh. Everyone's waxing lyric about his attack, and rightfully so. He's unbelievable. Mm. He saved a couple of tries too. Oh, last brilliant. ditch.
1: We, brilliant. We are going to talk with Kevin Walters at 120, but it's interesting you use that comparison with Billy Slater block because when Kevin Walters was asked who he has coached or who he's seen that compares to – Uh, reese walsh he said billy slater when he's time at melbourne as an assistant he said billy was exactly the same he'd throw balls into into the crowd next thing you know he's chip and chasing and and he said he's the closest thing and i think if we when we look at the modern day fullback walsh and slater i mean slater's he's a future immortal they are very slimmer in the way that they play with they just express speed
4: billy's an out and out champion, no question. Look, in all likelihood, he probably does become an immortal. The thing that scares me, Block, is Billy at 21, right, had lightning speed. This and kid's could, got a
0: better passing game.
4: This bloke mm. is the full package. Billy developed the into the yeah. full package, mm. right, but this young bloke at 21 years of age, Gealous. he's already... Probably just a shandy in front of where Billy was at the same stage. Now the challenge for Rhys Walsh is going Longevity. to be maintaining that because Billy showed over the course of a long and decorated career, he just continually got there.
0: But how good is it for Rhys Walsh now that he's got Billy Slater being yeah. his mentor?
4: Outstanding. Yeah,
3: yeah that's Outstanding. really important. That what you say, book, because you know, Billy Slater, his attention to detail was was across every opposition play, knew uh, exactly what the opposition were going to do, and. Uh, you know, as a 21-year-old, when you're in love with the game and riding all the highs, but you know, R- Reece will have some tests along his career, sure. just like 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 everybody does. But you know, you've got to back him to to overcome that. And you know, the trajectory that this kid's on, it's it's incredible. You know, and just like any good player, you know, opposition opposition defenders going knowing this, like we we know what Reece Walsh is going to do. You know what Billy Slater is going
1: to do. But it's all right knowing. But what can you do about this thing? You you can't can't do anything. Unreal. Uh, The big issue of the game, and we've got to talk about it. I mean, Block and Jammer, you guys have played the game at the highest level. Hoops, you and I have both been around it and commentated. I've never seen a worse decision than that forward pass. Um, And I understand there was two in there uh, because the Cobo-Pahasta-Ricky, I think, was forward as well. But – I mean, Adam G. You would think off the back of that, nothing against Jerry Sutton. Adam G. will get the grand final, but that was an absolute howler, and I don't know how we have come up with a solution to try and fix that. I, I, I've we, got one. To- yeah, oh, go, Lockie. I'd love to. I've
0: got one. Why don't we bring in? Why don't we bring in from the bunker? Don't stop the game. Don't stop the game. I, mm. I'll call him a whisperer. <laughs> right? So he comes in. The coach in, whisperer or well, the bunker you, you whisperer. He comes straight in, the bunker whisperer, and he says to the referee, that's a blatant forward pass. Bang. That's it. Don't stop the game. Don't do anything like that. Mate, Mick, Mick Innes made an unbelievable uh, comment uh, in in the game. He said the, the the touch judge, why didn't the touch judge make the, the decision, right? He was right in front of him. The touch well, judge well, was no, right no, no, I I there. He couldn't I think he, got beat, I think he got beat for speed. Yeah. I think he got beat. And he and, and Walsh was that quick that he got through the gap that quickly. that, But, but – if the bunker's sitting there watching the game and have someone in there that, that, that you know that knows the game, of course, and just say to the referee, if he's wide up, just say, mate, that's 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 a forward pass. Pull it up. No, like, don't stop I like
4: the game. It. I like it. Look, people will blow up and people will say there's already well, enough there's stoppages. Already no, but there's, there's no one... stoppage. No stoppage. No, I know. Well, we'll have, but what do you get? Well, gonna... just goes,
0: mate, it's a forward so pass. So sc- Ricky scores pass, a
4: try and what? And then he no, get, no. the whisperer gives the tip.
0: No, the whisperer gives the tip on the forward pass yeah, straight away. But, but the bunker might do have do to do have a quick – the, the I,
3: I think I think we're uh, look, I, I know it makes sense. It's a but can are going down a, a slippery slope.
1: I mean, if it affects a grand final, if that was eighteen all and that try happens and it gets ruled on and okay. you're in the bulldog side that gets that misses out on the grand I'm, final, you're blowing up.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm fuming, but our game needs to stand for something, and that is we can't have constant bunker interference. We we are obsessed with getting every decision right, and yes, you take away the clangers. But then what about when someone's offside? Like leave if the ref the fundamental problem is the referees and the touch judges have made a massive mistake. Yeah, That's they made a is. blue
4: Jimmy. They made a blue. Yeah, okay. They've, but they've, or, made,
3: they've made a mistake in a in a high profile game. But you okay? Well, just let just let the bunker interfere whenever they want. Don't. What's the point in even having a referee out there? The re, and then the referee. What happens is they get less responsible. For making decisions, yeah, like, I'm so, just all, saying that. So, so it all comes at a consequence. You know? But yeah. they they then they, they get angst angst about making calls. Well, I don't need to
1: make say if that's forward because if it is, the the bunker's gonna come in. Yeah, but the speed yeah, but- of the game is getting quicker and quicker. You took away, they had two referees. You took away one of them because you know what, they're saving costs. I so get all that. But then yeah, these athletes, they're getting fitter, they're getting stronger, they're getting quicker. So the referees, they have to try. They they're going to make more mistakes cuz fatigue sets in. That happens. So, will they need to get fitter then? Well, mate, you've got to have some outside influence in the bunker. I I I understand yeah, for you don't try want to mean it. You, we're affecting well, that, the flow. Well, that was a try scoring situation. So, they should have gone back and had a, the whole play in sequence cuz that was a try score. Okay, what wh- why don't we look at forward passes? For, like wh-
3: why do we have that rule? Why do we look for everything else apart from forward passes? What, what t- tell me the answer.
1: Well, because they're hard to they their interpretation. For a reason, interpretation. For, for, for a reason interpretation. right? interpretation, that's okay. why. The, there you go. So do they bring hoops the technology and, and block talking about putting a chip in a ball? And oh, then that, right. I mean, this yeah. is yeah, like,
4: no, <laughs> like, I don't like the, I don't like the chip in the duster. No, I don't yeah, like the chip well, in the ball. I don't think that's a good idea.
1: Well, um, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know how you fix it, something like that. I mean, I like Blocky's bunker
4: whisperer, right? Yes. I, like the, I like it. The, the, the concept of it, Jimmy, I totally get your point of view. And there is a lot of people who will go blue in the face and blow up and apoplectic about, oh, no, there's already enough technology. But the challenge that the game has is in a huge game like that on the biggest stage, there's technology of the television cameras everywhere and the commentary is all so good. You blokes all in commentary, pick that up immediately. Well, I, reckon the one, so, I
0: reckon the pass after, was it forward It too? was, and you called yeah, it was, like yeah, that one hundred on yeah. right? And you called okay, it well like what?
4: that. So, but, Jimmy, this is the challenge, right, is that before Ricky even scored the try – in both commentary boxes, Fox yep. and Channel 9, everyone's already howling about the fact that it was a forward, yep. a, and on radio, you right, about the howling. fact Straight that away. it was a forward pass. So if everybody who's at the ground can see it, then I don't mind this idea of the whisperer just going, hey, listen, mate, you can't award that. You've missed a blatant forward pass. Bring it back, and and it's a Warriors ball. I,
3: I know, but, it, but, it, but then who decides what a, a blatant one is? What well, that one that yesterday was a late one, mate. Come on, <laughs> oh, last night no, was a no, 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 because things are important, Ben. Yeah, well, I they, get it. They, important. important, the because result of the game's got, important. I mate. know it is, but also is like the, the the changing this has massive ramifications, which I think it, it,
1: it's not as simple as oh, well, we we eliminate this howler. We'll put in two refs then. we we'll go back to two refs, so the referees aren't as fatigued. So potentially these kind of decisions become okay, a lot less. Let's go the flip side. The Wade Egan forward pass that was given. I
3: don't think that was a forward pass. Do we have bunker intervention for that? I would. Did it change
4: uh, the context of the game?
1: Well, yeah. That wasn't a forward pass either, to be fair. Right to, be fair to be fair to yeah, the, 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 Everyone's yeah.
0: gonna blow up anyway and say, you know, half of, half the people are gonna say it was right, half of them are gonna say it wrong anyway. This is they? it. Yeah, but,
1: is this human error? Well the one thing is I don't think anybody Anybody at the ground or watching TV had
0: anything well, it wrong?
1: Was that was Blake. Well, that was, was three
3: avoid. people that didn't see it. Well, <laughs> the touch well, one, Hang on, one touch judge is fifty yeah, metres yeah, away yeah, on the other side. Of right, two, two.
4: In fairness to Jared Sutton, right, he, uh, <laughs> he was behind he was, the play. He was doing a good. Yeah. That game was going at breakneck speed. Yeah, right, I agree. And Reese Walsh moves like the wind; yeah. like he's that quick. The poor old Touchy, he pulled a hamstring trying to get out of first gear. <laughs>
3: yeah. But but to be fair, Hoops, Stevie Wonder could have seen that. Like, <laughs>
1: like. And that's anyway, why we need the Whisperer. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to take a break. This is Sunday, Simmy. <laughs> we're going to come back and talk Panthers next. We will be calling both the NRLW semi-finals this afternoon, obviously the Broncos taking on Newcastle, that game kicks off at 2.05 and then following that the Roosters will take on the Titans for a chance to go through to the grand final next week. Last night, Brisbane 42 points to 12 winners over the Warriors, they will meet the Penrith Panthers who won against Melbourne 38 points to 4 just like I predicted last week and well done to the Panthers, what a juggernaut. Two-time reigning grand finalists and winners. Uh, They've been in three of the last grand finals and they're now going into their fourth grand final. Hoops, it's a great story um, from the foot end out west of the Blue Mountains just below. They've been unbelievable. This rugby league nursery has just absolutely taken on every single challenge they've faced. They lose players It doesn't matter. They continue to roll on and they've got an unbelievable program there and they're going to be very difficult to beat come next Sunday.
4: Oh, they're an out-and-out juggernaut, Dobbo, and the way that they just so easily dismantled the Melbourne Storm. And the Melbourne Storm, you know, they've been a champion side for decades now. But the way that Penrith, Fisher Harris and Moses Leota, and then once they busted up Melbourne's pack. Then it was just yo through the middle. Cleary was on fire. But Dob, I think the best thing about Penrith, uh, they're a great advertisement for what you can do uh, as a development club. They've always been a development club from the time that they came in. They got the luxury. that They got the biggest junior rugby league nursery in the world. And what they have clearly absolutely nailed is the pathways. Because you go back to last season, they won every comp, they won mm. NRL, they won New South Wales Cup, they won Jersey flag, they won SG ball they, they, they swept the pool, they won the lot so they've clearly got the procession line humming uh, I love the fact that the team's got a lot of local juniors um, in it, they do go out and they've got Jimmy Jones who's one of the best in the business when it comes to recruitment, he goes and finds Dylan Edwards at a young age, Isaiah Yeo at a young age, they cherry pick players that they need to bring in to the system and then otherwise they just roll through with Brian Totto, Stephen Crichton, Spencer Lenu. It's phenomenal what they've done, block.
0: I I know Luai gets a bad rap from a lot of people, but mm, uh, including watch, me. Yeah, what, no, but watching him, mate, you can you can honestly tell the love of the game. Mm. Can you imagine the the pressure we, he would have been on during the week about you know coming out and saying to saying to saying to the Penrith club, look, I'm ready to play. Yeah, I'm ready to play. You pick me, and I'll I'll repay you for it. Like. They're a different side when he plays. He's a jack-in-the-box. He's a perfect foil mm. for Cleary. Cleary is is the staged uh, organiser, um, reading the play and all that. You need a bloke in your side. It's all about, in my opinion, it's all about mixes in your football side, mixes in your pack, different styles of players, different sizes, different, different skills. And I think Luai is a perfect example for Cleary in the halves. And, I, mate, I, look, I, I thought he was sensational on the week. I've had me... I've had my uh, my thoughts about him too, you know, the way that he's carried on a few times and all that. But mm. he's uh, true to himself, and it's a way that he acts. He acts like that every week. So he's come back. Uh, you got to give him a rap when he deserves one, and I, I thought he was great.
4: I'll give it to him. blow he's tough. Like to to come back. That's a six week injury, mm. and there's no question that. Did
0: he you was like his line? On, I'm built. Di- I want to tell the doctors that I'm built differently to everyone else.
3: Yeah, well, yeah I like that. That's... It comes. It comes down to mindset. That that that's what it is. Um, and it's incredible when, when you put your mind just on something, uh, what you can achieve and, and the ability, uh, and the sorry, the, the influence that your mind can have, um, even on medical things. So, you know, if anybody's that, that's seen um, the impact of the placebo effect that comes down to the mind, because you, you think this way. And Jerome I wasn't going to have anyone with any shred of doubt come into him. Yeah, he was a realist. He, he knew he had to get through Wednesday's training session but he was fixed in his mind that he can get through this and get back on that football field. I, I honestly, when he was named on Tuesday, I thought, oh, this is a smoky. But, you know, I, I doubted... The, I, I Obviously, I was not accounting for the mindset of Jerome Luai. He was... Um, yeah, and the, and the way he went about his game, because, you know, he stood up defensively, but then with the ball... He didn't play like he had a sore shoulder. He didn't play like he was suffering from injury, which you could forgive him for, mm. you know, for not putting himself in those positions, not those jinking runs that has made him one of the best five eights in the competition. So, you know, the, the it's okay ticking the box and saying I'm fit and having that mindset, but then to go out and play like he did. Like, if you didn't know, if you were from America and, and came and watched our sport or, or that game, sorry, and said, pick the player with the desiccated shoulder four weeks ago.
0: Louis, I wouldn't be able to tell in you. Your first, no, you could
1: Yeah, you're right.
3: You're right. Well, hey, boys, he
0: you, know, you know we're talking about bringing players through, and I always always like to look at someone who's not a superstar in their side, but someone who does a job that, that no one really notices. Now, the Penrith Panthers lost Abby Carousel. Like, yeah. talking about, mate, arguably the best hooker in the game, mm. uh, along with Harry Grant. Look, like, he, he's, a, he's a tremendous player. He had a great season for the Tigers. One out. Mm. He won their man of the man of the year, didn't yep. he? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mitch Kenny. Now, I want you to watch Mitch Kenny week in and week out how he sets the line speed for the Penrith Panthers. You watch. He might he sprints out of the line. If you're a ball player and you yeah. you see out of, out the corner of your eye a bloke coming, it, it it puts you off a little bit, right? You watch every time. Now he might bounce off a play, he might bounce off a couple of players here and there, right? But I will tell you what, he sets a standard for their for their line speed, and we talk about. The Penrith defence and how they, you know, how quickly they move and all that sort of stuff, it's led by Mitch Kenny.
3: Yeah, well, with their defence, what they do is they choke you out. They're like an anaconda where they wrap around (laughs) its victim and just slowly you take a breath and it'll just suffocate and suffocate and suffocate you. And that's what they do. Penrith, they complete high. They front load their energy in defence and squeeze every last breath out of the opposition. Like Melbourne were... You look at how Melbourne started that game. They they came they came with an intensity. Penrith were willing to match it. One penalty, bang, we're coming at you. Before you knew it, five, four, five minutes, Brian Toto goes over in the corner and the Melbourne Storm players are looking around going, what, what happened?" just happened there? Because we started so well and it, it's off the plan and four or five minutes we're down. Penrith, the, the juggernaut that they are, they're absolutely sensational. They... Like the, the completion rate, they complete higher than anybody in the competition. Their attention to detail is is, is fantastic. The, the 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 number of strike players across the park, the ability to execute set plays, the way they always seem to get it right. It, it's they're an incredible team to watch. The matchups on display are, are, are pretty sensational for, for next Sunday. It, it's one of those games you. I hate to waste time away but I'm so looking forward to next Sunday.
4: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be an absolute epic, Jimmy, no question. But I'm glad you brought Mitch Kenny up, because he's a great story. Local junior, Windsor Wolves, son of a bricklayer. And when Appy Coruscant initially decided that he was going to go and join the Tigers. Let's go back to the beginning of the year. They were beaten convincingly by St. or Hel- well, not convincingly. It was a good game. But St. Helens beat them in the World Cup Challenge out here. And then there was a couple of little just uh, chinks in the rhythm of the Panthers over the opening rounds of the season. And one of the questions was, well, is Mitch Kenny going to be able to replace – uh, Not uh, only replace him,
0: but play for long minutes. That, yes, was, a, that was a thing, with, wasn't it? with
4: Happy yeah. Coruscant. But <laughs> if you actually go back to the last season, well, they were starting Mitch Kenny in a lot of the big games. He started in the grand final. And he's a different style of play. He hasn't got that subtlety. He hasn't got that deception that Happy Coruscant has. Not many hookers do out of dummy half. Like, he's extremely skillful, uh, a la the bloke that you played with, Benny Elias, out of, out of dummy half, Happy Coruscant. But what – hang on <laughs> – Sorry, I just put the disco music on for you, Delbert.
0: Keep going that way. <laughs> I was thought it was because you mentioned Benny. Dobbo was <laughs> that,
4: that just went to Benny's, uh, That just went to Benny's lounge room at, at Pod's Point. <laughs> he's got the silver disco ball going. Um, no, but Mitch Kenny block, like uh, the, the job that he's been able to do, um, different style of player, uh, but just sharp service, tough, and went after Nelson. Like, he went after Nelson, and they had a nice little set to for a while there, and you could see that Nelson, you know, he come out and tried to put the big shot on Nathan, but you could see he was a little bit off. He had the eyes rolling around. Apologies
1: for just that little technical difficulty that just went on. Apologies? Uh, Yeah.
3: That's the best bit of radio we've done all year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Might be in your opinion, Uh, but not mine. Um, uh, Anyway.
4: Just for the listeners. It went a little bit haywire because Dobbo was let loose on the switchboard. Well, he can't do everything, It was like, <laughs> well, giving, a mon- was like giving a monkey a machine gun, Block.
0: <laughs> 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 Apologies so for the technical so issues. It must be so hard to host <laughs> and push the buttons at the same <laughs> time. Exactly, exactly right, Block. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly Thank right. for
4: Daphne on the switchboard. She's yeah, fixed yeah, it up for she us. She sorted it all out. Yeah, um, Daphne.
3: Yeah.
4: Daphne. <laughs> can we I haven't met Daphne off yet? yet. She's been with us for 30 years.
1: It was Channel 9, mate. That's why it was since. Listen, Ken. Can I just talk now quickly? New South Wales um, reappointed Brad Fittler as the New South Wales coach. Well, not, um, yet. not yet.
4: Not yet. They yet. haven't quite. So the still... No, Dobbo's just broke
3: it.
1: Well, well, Dobbo, breaking news. The mail I was getting was that if, if Freddie does come, he comes with uh, new assistance and obviously and uh, I suppose a coaching director sort of type, and none other than the name being bandied round this morning is that Phil Gould will come out of retirement from state of origin duties and and assist Brad Fittler. Block, I mean, and New South Wales, great, and Hoops, you cover the Blues day in, day out. Is this the way this is heading?
0: Uh, Well, it sounds like that, but I already thought that Freddie threw a lot of things at Gus anyway. He was Mm. an advisor. What, Well, they made it official now or something, is it? (laughs) No, well, honestly. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. I know
1: what no, Tavita would've... got in there. So, I mean, Gus had said earlier he was the one that was suggesting Tavita should have got a start and, and next thing you know he was named. Um, I, I just wonder how official this is and, and who's going to be assisting Brad Fitler well, in they're, next year's series.
0: They've been mates for a long time as a yeah. coach and a captain and all that sort of stuff, which is understandable. And he's always thrown things Gus's way as an advisor. He'd advise him anyway. I suppose that they've if they're going to do it that way, it'll be – uh. It'll be made permanent, I suppose. Well, it
4: sounds as though, Block, to your point, it is actually going to become official now. So, obviously, you know, Gus and Freddie going back to the Penrith days and then the Roosters, they won premierships at both joints. Um, Gus has always been Freddie's mentor. He's always been his sounding board. And there is no doubt that certainly when he first – I remember one of Freddie's first – camps as New South Wales' origin coach. I rocked up at the hotel. It was the Pullman out at the Sydney airport. Um, and I saw Gus leaving. And Gus had no official role with the Blues at that hey, point. A board. But clearly mm. he had been in there, and that was the day that they selected the side. Mm. Um, to Dobbo's point, uh, there was the inclusion of Tevita Pangai this year. A lot of people were of the view that Gus was the one who had, had pushed for him and thought that he could do a job. But, um, look, it's going to polarise – a lot of people, uh, he is New South Wales's most successful coach in history, um, but he is also one of the most polarising figures in the game, so uh, it's going to divide a lot of opinion and it's going to create a lot of debate. I, I do, the, the the element that I like about it, Block, is he has got that Wayne Benadora with Queensland, He's has got that. With New South Wales. So if they do make it official, and it sounds as though the Laundie family, who are the major sponsor of Canterbury Banks Down, they want to be heavily involved. They want to help New South Wales as much as they can. Um, what we do know is that Mary McGregor, who was one of the assistants for the last couple of years, he will certainly depart. I don't think Danny Badiris is going to be there anymore. Greg Alexander has come out and made it official. Joey's that- going. Is, is Joey yeah, going? Because then that, I read that, in the papers that, that, today that, that maybe cool. Joey was staying, yeah. which I like. I, I, I'd like to see Joey remain. Like Joey's a champion. You want Joey as hands-on and as involved as you can get him. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: So who who comes in other than Gus Gould um, with Brad Fittler? What are the names that are being bandied around at the moment who who, who come in? I'll tell, you,
0: I'll tell you what they do need. I reckon they need an assistant that is involved in the game week in and week out.
3: You're right. Yeah,
0: just all just all the little things that happen during a week and training and all that, organizational wise, and all that. You've got to have someone that's got their hands on the pulse. And I, I don't know, I don't know who that person
3: is. Well, well Clary, Clary came in uh, for game three this season. Correct? I like
4: that, Jimmy. I really like that when he came in because yeah. there had been a number of blues made over the opening couple of games around interchanges. What do you say?
0: What do you say if you're Penrith? You're, you're you're our major – I pay you a million dollars a year, whatever, whatever he is. I don't know what he's on. Mm. You are our main coach at Penrith. Mm. Yeah. What, what are you doing for 10 weeks during the year when you're going to help the Origin?
4: Well, you can stop at the air block because if Gus is the it becomes the coaching director, coordinator, advisor, whatever you want to call him, clearly the, clearly won't be involved because well, those might, two they are
0: might, off. They might have both of them.
4: No, well, you couldn't. Cleary, I don't. I couldn't see Ivan Cleary doing that if mm. Gus was involved, because mm. they've had a they had a massive blue when um, Gus ended up leaving Penrith, and Gus sacked Cleary the first time around, and said he was tired mm. before they went can and I, brought him can back.
0: I, can I just say too? I mean, all the talks about the coaches and that all the time now. When when I was playing Origin, uh, the responsibility was a lot more on the was on the player. Yeah, mate, I have got to look at my own performances and what I'm what I'm doing. You know, like. You think about it. You come in and – I don't know if Jammer's the same as me. People are come in at halftime and talk to me. I wouldn't know what they said. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, mate, if a bloke said to me – unless he pulled me up face to face and said, mate, I need you to do this and this. Mate, you know how they waffle on lyrical, wax lyrical for 10 minutes in a in a halftime speech? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have a clue what they say.
4: But when you had Bozo,
0: when you honestly would have a clue. When you were I playing for that.
4: Australia, right? When you were playing for Australia, yeah. and you had Bozo.
0: Yeah, but he'd one on one. He'd he'd come. He'd do his his spuel and whatever. You know, right. we're getting a drink, right, wiping a bit of blood off your eye, or whatever you're doing. Yeah, blowing your nose or getting a cut, stitched up or whatever you're doing. Yep, having an orange. Yep, sucking in the big ones. Yep, he'd do the big wax lyrical. I wouldn't. Know, wouldn't honestly. But it, but if he came over to me and said, "Mate, listen, I need you to do this and this." Individually, eyeball to eyeball. Yep. That's what I understood. Okay. I don't know. I might be different, Gem. I don't know. What, do you, what about you? Like, I don't know. Like you block you, right? I think,
3: you know what? Look, looking back at this year's Origin Series, you yeah. the the New South Wales team uh, you know, a, a pass away from winning or a def- a bet- one better defensive read away from winning game one, and then they probably go on and win the series. like. D- mm. We we do over... I, I feel yeah, your auntie hang in,
4: on Jimmy, I, hang on, I'll stop you there, Jamie. Your auntie would be your uncle if she had a set of sultanas too. Like yeah, that didn't and, happen. And they imploded, no, they, they, they imploded in the final I, eleven yes, minutes of state of origin one. It was one of the spectacular collapses in state of origin
3: history. It,
4: so yeah, we it, can't we can't just gloss over that wasn't.
3: You're not just gonna gloss over it, but yeah, sometimes only sometimes our oh, game is pretty simple yeah. and it gets overcomplicated.
1: Oh, well, you're one of them that overcomplicate it with all your <laughs> well, hypotheses. But you know, you, know, you like. know
0: the other thing too, boys, We've we've like sponsors coming in and giving them more money and that, they don't need any more money. It's not about money. No. no. They don't need any more money. Mate, the, 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 the state of origin generates $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? I don't get it. What mm. You know, you're going to give them an extra – yeah, you know, three hundred grand or whatever they're going to give them. I don't know what they
1: give them. So well, is it the, the push at th- the laundry Is it the push that like the laundies coming in and getting involved and wanting to get involved? And part of that is that they want to get involved. Is that they want Gus to be heavily involved? Is that well? Here you'll have a laugh reason? at
4: this. You'll have a laugh at this. I called Stu Laundy this morning. He didn't answer. He's just text now saying in with a, a emoji of the. French flag, in in emoji French flag, mate. Origin chat, I'm guessing, question mark, couple of laughing emojis. I'm flat out helping Wari with the green and golds this end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's what he's up to at the moment. But He's over uh, there supporting – and talking about Phil War in rugby, so he's over there trying to obviously watch the rugby at the moment. So he's not giving you anything. With no, or not. But well, I, I, mean, reckon, I reckon it's, actually,
0: it's fantastic they want to get involved. Yes, Don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah, but yeah. it's not a bit – The money isn't the problem. No, but
4: they're passionate. I think the reason why they want to get involved, they're passionate. They really like Freddie. They really like Joey. Clearly they like Gus because they got him calling the shots at Canterbury Bankstown. Um, They're fortunate in that um, they've made a lot of money in business themselves and they want to give a bit back. So they want to see New South Wales get back to being the dominant State, So they're prepared to help out. They're prepared to put their hand in their own pocket to help out with the coaching staff if it means that Freddie remains and they can try and find a way to get some success.
1: Yep. Either way, it'll be interesting. There is a clean-out going on for the New South Wales Blues. Hoops, there is some, um, obviously, New South Wales Cup on this afternoon. Um, they've got there, I think, Norse take on South this afternoon. in, um, And you've also got Flegg, Grand final this afternoon as well. Flag grand final
4: will be kicking off in eight minutes, Ben. It's the Bulldogs up against the Roosters. That's out at Combank. And then, as you touched on, it's also the Bunnies up against the Bears. Uh, The Bears, they haven't won a premiership since 19... 21-22, 21-22, all the Gee way back wish. in first grade, that is. They have won other um, reserve grade comps, but amongst the Bears people, we love Billy Moore Block. We do. He's saying 21-22-23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Billy. laughs> this Unreal. week he wants <laughs> <Unreal>. <laughs> he wants uh, his old teammate Jason Taylor to coach North Sydney to a
1: premiership today. South yeah. put him
0: in the semi too. Yes. And they're so. re-meeting in the grand final. Yeah, it should to, be a good. Journey.
1: really proud clubs playing this afternoon. It is now time, though, for this. From the makers of The Earth is Flat and I'm only having one beer, comes I Call BS. Yeah, I Call BS. Like the boots, uh, Ariat Rebar Work Jeans. Won't let you down on the tough jobs. Check out the range of Rebar Work Jeans at ariat.com.au. Big supporters. Of the Sunday Simbin, get out to the latest, go to Ariot, get online, go to their stores and buy some of their clothes. They're phenomenal boots, jeans, shirts, caps, hoodies, uh, the best gear you can find. Now, uh, I'm going to get to everybody, but I, I have got to address the issue that occurred yesterday. And this is around a photo that, thank you to our producer, Charlie White, who took a photo of one James Graham on a 57 minute flight. From Sydney to Brisbane ahead of uh, the prelim final with this fluffy little neck pillow. Um, I mean, there is a lot of things that I've had to learn about you. Your soy skinny mocha latte on almond. We've all had to cop that. (laughs) Hang on, soy Um, mocha mocha skinny on almond. Your almond (laughs) mocha. The fact that you selfishly go and buy salads and don't ever ask anybody else for lunch. um, That's a lot. Well, that's well. He's never asked me. Was the same, was again.
3: I, I've just said to you after the NRLW semi-finals. Hey, do you want to come? For, do you want to come and get some food? And I and I'll said take no. You out for I said no. Exactly. Um, and, um, <laughs> so and,
1: and, and and then and then that you, uh, Mister Tough Guy, Mister Hard Man of the NRL. You have a neck pillow for a domestic flight for fifty-five minutes. Like seriously, seriously, who sleeps one? on a 55-minute flight. And who has a neck pillow? You, you know what, Dobbo, honestly, you, you should, you're such a dither at.
3: Like,
4: <laughs> like,
3: who's got time to track people? Like well, you and Charlie? <laughs> like, are you, are you, are you like, are you, are you, are you Tracking everything that I do you, When you, you do honestly, that When you, you do that Because you it, try And come you, you across know, As somebody you know, you're not no, no, So just be true no, to yourself No, I, Just I, be true I am, to yourself You're not I the am, big tough you. guy yeah, You just, know what I'm true to myself I don't get you, And you know what I, I, I won't get distracted By Or if I think I look silly but By wearing a neck pillow And I don't care I wear, a ne- I wear a
0: neck d- pillow in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I got a crook neck. <laughs> I, I just don't care. Have you got a sore neck? You, Thank you, Bobo. You caught the Rowers Union, Bobo.
3: Come and have a look at the big scar down the back of my neck. No thanks. Yeah, um, but, but, but Dobbo you to be in your f- to forgive you. I, I know you're in that age category. That like oh like there's not much going on in your own life. You're like dithering about Hang on. one little change. Hang on, that I got happens. five kids
1: to three women. I got plenty of things going on in my life. Oh, let's not let's not throw oh, rocks. Oh,
3: did you hear about James Graham? Oh, uh, mate, we only on, saw the photo. On, he was on a flight just with just be neck true to yourself. Oh, well, like a little dithering pump. old ladies. You like me, Nan, looking out the curtain. Of the, <laughs> oh, does someone walked past?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Did we you? We had hey, complaints on hey, the, from the flight. We had complaints from the flight. We
3: went out for dinner. Oh, they didn't have steak there. Gammon. Oh, blueyel. What's happened? Oh, it's all changing, all right. isn't it?
1: Get over. Hoops go. On, That's about
3: on the level go. of interest that me having a neck pillow on. I well, feel sorry for our listeners. They, 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 you have to call it out. So man, what if I do ca- something different a, to who you? It takes
1: a neck pillow on a domestic flight. Me, I wanted to.
3: You know what my justification for it was, Ben, is that I've had a busy schedule and I thought, you know what, oh. I'll get a power snooze on the on the plane. But, is it better or worse for me to have a neck pillow in that situation? It's better with the neck pillow. Thank you very much. Doesn't inter- doesn't interfere with okay. you and your life in any way, shape, or form. So I'll get on I'll with you and me. I'll, accept I'll that. keep looking at your. But then, thoughts. why
1: do you get in an Uber? Why do you get in an Uber then? And then, if you, if you need a little for a ten minute ride, then because I saw a photo of that in you're in the Uber that you just you weren't enough with it. You had to get that and put it in the Uber. Now, Blocker said he's had a neck injury. He played tough. You on the Can other we have hand, a look at
3: the massive scar <laughs> on the back of my neck. <laughs> well, massive sky on the now.
1: Is he close enough to wake <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, hoops. Over to you. Uh,
4: <laughs> well, I had to have a laugh when I picked up the paper today, Ben. And um, there's a big story about St George Illawarra. And look, I think Shane Flanagan's going to do a terrific uh, job there. He has already gone in and made a number of fundamental changes to the way that the Dragons are going to do business. Uh, they're not going to mention the word joint venture anymore. But then he's got him training at Cogra one day a week. Uh, I, I like all of those initiatives already, and he's been staunch on on Ben Hunt. He's not going to let Ben Hunt go, even though every time uh, your man Benny Hunt and I like Ben Hunt, Dobbo, every time he opens his mouth, he sounds like he's being kept hostage at um, at St George Illawarra. Uh, but <laughs> that's not good. the BS. That's yeah. not the BS. The BS is uh, Peter Dowst. Now Douse, had success as a CEO. Um, Probably his, his best shot was when he hired Wayne Bennett, and Wayne Bennett um, ended a, a 30-year premiership drought uh, at St. George-Illawarra in 2010. Um, but the BS is that when St. George-Illawarra were initially looking for a new coach, their first pick was Jason Riles, right? And Dowsty ran interference against Shane Flanagan. He did not want Flano, right? And it was well known. We reported it at the time. Uh, We spoke to people at the club about it. It was common knowledge that for whatever reason, whether it was a St. George, Illawarra. Well, no, I actually think it might have even been a bit of a St. George, Illawarra, Cronulla um, uh, debate arm wrestle because Flano won a premiership there. Uh, Doustie's obviously firmly entrenched with the Dragons. So and they got that brilliant rivalry, but then I read this Goldilocks and the Seven Dwarfs fairy tale that um, Dowski never. No, no, I never opposed Flano, BS. That's garbage. He did. So that's my BS for the Arvo Double. What do
1: you think of Dowski Jammer? I mean, you've been there with him. Um, I, I, I'll
3: I'll not go go into that.
1: Oh, he's taking the hang fifth. On, hang on. What do you mean you're not going to go into it? I'm... You don't get on with him, no. You you're not a fan,
3: not particularly.
1: Right, you want to elaborate?
3: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're not a fan of Peter Douse. No. You think he should be the CEO? I, well, he's I, not I, the I CEO.
4: He's on the oh, board. No, no.
1: Oh, you think he should be on the board? Look,
3: he's uh, I I don't want to comment. <laughs> I. <laughs> he's taking the fifth. <laughs> he's taking the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. yeah. You know, Hoops is potentially saying they... He, he lied in that interview. <clears throat> I don't think it's the first time he's done it.
4: He's bowled a flipper. He's definitely bowled a flipper in that interview, Jimmy, hundred percent. And that's why when I read it this morning, I just went, "What a fairy tale! Like, this is just is garbage." He keeping,
1: is he keeping Saint George hamstrung with him being involved? I, I,
3: I don't know. I, I'm sure there's positive aspects of him being there, but you're not a fan, not particularly. Right. It's, and that's personal. But yeah. like, it might be for the betterment of the club. That he's there. I don't know. But, yeah, personally, I'm not not the biggest fan.
1: Well, at least you're honest. Over to you, Blocker. Um,
3: um,
0: what, yeah, you're... Dobbo. Sorry, mate. I, I know that you've been instrumental in getting me on here. And thank you very much for it. But after this, you, it'll probably be the last time. Dobbo, <laughs> you're a seasoned media man. Now, I watched... Oh, hang on, hang on, seasoned down. media man. Would you say <laughs> that? I would say that. Yeah, okay. Mate, I watched you um, do an interview last night with um, the basketball star, Patty Mills. Correct. You went all ekky flump. I was going to get you a seat. <laughs> Honestly, your legs went jelly. You were starstruck. I mean, it was like uh, it was. It was uh. mate. You, get, you admit it, don't you? <laughs> I listen, very rarely,
1: very rarely does. Uh, uh, so you know, we're in the rugby league where we meet a lot of players. I watched but it Paddy Mills is an out-and-out superstar. He is, and mate, I was like. Oh, oh I, well, I absolutely became a fan.
0: Mate, I, became... I, reckon, I reckon one of the doctors from the Broncos or the Warriors is going to bring out some smelling salts for you. You, you fainted <laughs> when you were talking to him. Hold on, Blocky. Ecky Flump. Haven't you ever heard of Ecky Flump is... Haven't you What's ever heard that, that before? Well, it
4: sounds like a space cake. What's no, Iggy Flump? Flump is like um, going all jelly and all that sort of stuff.
0: <laughs> Iggy Flump, he went all Iggy Flump. No, I can't, I can't <laughs> even try tonight. I mean,
1: I mean, I was like, wow, like superstar. I even got a selfie with you. I might even get, get a photo up. Like, oh, can I have a photo? Like, I got just, mate, he's a superstar. Oh, yeah, well, he's he a is. superstar,
0: but mate. Yeah.
4: You're a professional. Come on, mate. mate. You're a professional. As, yeah, as Stephen said, that. you're okay. a seasoned media man. I,
1: I, I don't know if I go that far. We're going to take a break. <laughs> come back. Welcome back to Triple M Sunday, Simbin. All thanks to Prosper Australia's number one online lender to small business. Blocker Roach in for Gordy Hoops and James Graham, along with Ben Dobbin. Ahead of the NRLW semi-finals, will be. T- calling both games, Newcastle taking on the Broncos, and then the Roosters taking on the Titans. Uh, can we t- talk about the Melbourne Storm and obviously beaten soundly on Friday night by Penrith? But there is some talk within the different rugby league circles that, you know, maybe this window of dominance, which has always been uh, the Storm, have been involved in, that might just be closing. Um I mean at the end of the year it's very hard to to get a real gauge on Melbourne. Block, I'll start with you. I mean they didn't they were a shadow of themselves at the back end of the season and still with sides with Grant Munster, Jerome Hughes, I understand that you know Xavier Xavier coach was injured but there's still quality footballers through that side but they just didn't seem to gel at the back end of the year.
0: I think it's everyone's expectation over the last 20 years or whatever for the for the Melbourne Storm. I think everyone expects them to be there. I think the thing that we've really passed up on is that they're, they're one game away from the grand final, but everyone yeah. seems so down. Mm. Everyone talking about the Melbourne Storm, we're talking about their dominance and all that sort of stuff, but they made the prelim. So would you say it's – well, I, I would say that it's a success, successful uh, season, easy for me to say. Eight
4: prelims out of nine yeah. now, Block. Like, that's a phenomenal but I, achievement. I think it's
0: expectation, isn't it? It's, it it's, is. It's, it's, everyone expects them to be up and around and around there, but, they, mate, they've lost a lot of players. they are rebuilding.
4: Well, we've eulogised the Melbourne Storm so many times over the years, and it's always bitterness on the arse. Craig Bellamy is an absolute super coach, uh, and he always finds a way. But to your point about how many players they lost – Jimmy, it was the Bromwich brothers, it was Felice Cafusi, it was Brandon Smith, the year before it was Dale Finucane. Like, you're taking representative standard players out of that pack year upon year. I still think that they will be up there with the better sides next season, Dobbo, but I do think that they need to go out and get Nelson... Sofa Solomona, some help. I think their pack's got a little bit popgunny mm. when he goes mm. off the field. I don't think Welsh is anywhere near as damaging as he was a couple of seasons ago. He's had some head knocks and some injuries. Um, so I, I do think they've got to somehow figure out a way whether they have to let a player go to try and beef up that forward pack a bit. When they're at their best... They've always got a colossal forward but, but pack. But
0: that's, that's the other point, too. You know, with, with all the teams in the premiership now, every team knows what they need and what they need to go out and buy. Well, they went all but in you, for Big
3: Tino, didn't they? Yeah, but, but if they, you, did. they They were heavy for Tino. I think that was a, a sign that Bellamy recognised. He needs that reinforcements in the middle. Yeah. Yep. They know.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, but, um, can, but can you go, go? – you, look, you know what you want to get, but – can no, you go out and buy them? That's, spot- a, that's the problem. It's a,
4: it's a thin, it's a bare marketplace yeah. at the moment. There's, there's not a lot out there. The one thing I will say is we often see at the end of the season, once the grand final's over, that players who are under contract, something happens and all of a sudden they become available.
0: Now, Jimmy, you're a good thinker outside the square, right? I've been listening to you. the The combine in America with players that can't make that can't make the the NFL. How long would it take if we if just say we picked up, I don't know, 50 players from America? How long do you reckon it would take to get them to to understand and and get a hold of what rugby league is or the, the other thing too is thinking outside the square. So if I was if I was at, if I was helping at the Tigers, right? I'd go straight away and I, I like the idea of Checker coming in as as some sort of football overseer or whatever it is. I'd be going to the All Blacks, and the blokes who can't make the All Blacks, I'd be trying to to figure out a way how these guys could fit into Rugby League and bring them over to Rugby League. The blokes who yeah, can't make it.
3: I, I don't even know if we'd need to go as far as America. We see the impact that the uh, Pacifica players have in our competition already, but mm. you know the, the overwhelming majority uh, of those people, they're not. Actually born in those islands, so I, I'd look at pathway systems there. And uh, Will Warbrick is a is a cl- classic example. He's a, a relatively new uh, to to the sport, and we saw what uh, as an athlete um, he's been managed, he's been able to um, achieve in such a short p- time period. I think uh, the, the Melbourne Storm they're really good at picking up some of the some of those players from outside of the traditional heartlands um, or where rugby league pathway systems are laid, but I think back to your point about uh, the Melbourne Storm in this season. Look, top four team, tick, but I think their finals campaign has been really disappointing. They were blown off the park by Brisbane. Um they beat the Roosters. They, they jagged a win against the Roosters. and a, a, Last a, plate, a yeah. significantly under strength Roosters at home. We you know, I thought that performance didn't exactly set the world alight. And then, you know, the Penrith were, you know, just a class above and yeah, I'm I'm not prepared to put a line through Melbourne Storm. I think they'll still be competitive next year, but um, you know, you compare them to the and, and they're not the only team in this boat, by the way. There's a lot of teams that are looking at Brisbane and Penrith and going, like, wow, how do we close that gap? Melbourne are in a better position than anybody in terms or better position than most in in terms of looking to close that gap. They need Pappenhausen back, then you've got the spine. They probably need to look at um, some probably younger, hungrier forwards. I know they, they lost a lot of experience, but it just seems they've got they've got that experience there. Welsh is experienced, like Sims is experienced. Josh King's been around for a, a number of seasons. I took
1: three really good footballers in both Bromwich brothers and Felice Cafusi straight out of there. Like I mean, they're yeah.
3: huge. I, I, I know huge, I, huge play, pieces exactly, in a chessboard. E- exactly, and and they're you know the the influence that they have on the result is huge. So that they they need to look to either d- develop or or recruit um some stronger middle forwards, but I think you know that there's that, and then really like Nick Meany's has been done a fantastic job, but if if you get the the spine of Pappenhausen, um, Munster, Jerome Hughes, and Harry Grant all humming, like it makes it easier for those players to to play with, where perhaps when you know. They've missed out on those players, like with with Pappenhausen especially, it's not been quite as effective. Like Pappenhausen can turn a quarter of a chance into a, mm. a legitimate chance and a line break because of his speed, and Nick Meaney doesn't offer that same threat.
4: Meaney was outstanding uh, the night that they beat the Roosters the week earlier, but against Penrith, that was well going to first grade.
1: Well, that was yeah. he, had a, he had a hard night. Yeah, very very difficult. Well, the beautiful Broncos, forty-two points to twelve winners. You little ripper into the GF, and their coach is on the phone. Kevin Walters, go you,
2: good thing. <laughs> Thanks, Dobbo. Yeah, it's a it's a great feeling knowing that you're going to be involved. You know, next Sunday, so we're we're all content with the uh, with what we happened last night, but also understand there's a you know, big job ahead the next week to take on the Panthers. Yeah.
1: Kevin I, I just want to give you a wrap here, and, and I understand. But you inherited a side that had won a wooden spoon, and I remember the day clearly. I think it was the 30th of September. You had to go to the Broncos merchandise store to buy yourself a t-shirt with a Broncos logo on it, so you could do the press conference. The club didn't, have, and you then, in three seasons, have got this side to a grand final. I understand. There's other people who have been instrumental in this, but congratulations needs to go out to you um, because, mate, after winning five premierships at the Broncos, one with the Raiders, you, you know how to get it done. And you said that you're about winning premierships and getting this side back in the headlines. So congratulations because you've done that.
2: Yeah, well, thanks, Job. We haven't won any premierships yet, mate, so the target's still in front of us, which is good. But we're in a in a better position than, uh, what, 15 other teams uh, this weekend. So that's that's very pleasing for us, but still... You know, focusing on what's ahead—the big, big game for us next Sunday. It's great to great to be involved in.
3: it. Hey, Gabby, it's Jimmy Graham here. mate. congratulations on the position that you're in, and honestly, your team is um, is pretty cool to watch as well. Like it's a, it's a pleasure to yeah. w- watch your team in, in action. I want to want to go drill into that point a little bit more. Obviously, you you achieve so much as a player and now um, as a coach. But w- what's the difference in emotion? Um, you know, after that game from from playing to, to, to coaching and obviously you've got a, a chance to, to be in some pretty rare company as winning yeah. as a player and as a coach as well.
2: Yeah, it was very different, Jimmy. Actually, yesterday was probably the most nervous uh, and also excited I've been as a coach uh, given that last night's game was, was do or die as such. You know, the loser sort of bows out um, which uh, was a different kind of feeling but I've just got a lot of I a lot of faith, I guess, in, in our playing group and particularly our leaders at the club, you know, Renault, Capewell, um, Pat Carrigan, Payne Hasker, Tony Staggs, uh, and Tom Flegel's in that group as well. That They've just been so good for us all season. And as you know and are well aware, the great teams function with the strong leadership, you know, within the playing group. And that's what our guys bring, particularly our captain, Renault. He's really been... A breath of fresh air for myself as a coach. Um, that coach captain relationship has been really brilliant, really dynamic. Uh, we get on famously. Uh, you know, we're not best of mates as such, but we we actually understand each other. And, and yeah, he's been, <coughs> excuse me, a, a revelation for us in the seven jumper.
0: Hey Kevy, congratulations, blocker mate. Uh, you're a perfectionist, mate. You you love doing what you're doing. You can tell. You were animated in the in the dressing room at half time yesterday, last night. Twenty four to twelve, you're leading. What were you upset about, mate? Well, well the, the boys are
2: banging on about our attack and how it wasn't sort of going to, you know, where we wanted it to go or how we wanted it to go. And I, and I sort of said, well, let's not worry about our attack. Let's get our defence right. They've been down on that try line twice and picked up two tries and, and scored from an intercept. So hmm. that's not where it needs to be. It's, our defence has been the cornerstone of everything we've done well this year and we didn't get it right, uh, you know, on, on last night, particularly our goal line defence. So I gave him a bit of a serve about that and fixed that up and don't worry about the attack because all the all of my football knowledge comes from you get your defence right and your attack just flows, you know, on the back of that. So that was what the discussion was about. And I seemed to hit a point with a few of them because we, we did start the second half much better with our attack, but also our defence was much stronger as well.
0: Mate, you've won six grand finals as a player, unbelievable record. Um, what would be your advice to young fellas going and playing into their first grand final with all that experience you've had?
2: Well, Block, I think everyone understands it's a great week to be involved in, so you need to enjoy that, you need to train well and prepare well, um, and just enjoy being part of a, what is a great experience for, for the grand final week, and then on, and then race day, when race day comes, you've got to get out of the box and you've got to have a good crack early, um, because as you know, Block, it can be all over, well, in 80 minutes, but it feels like three minutes, you know, you're sitting there at half time and there's 40 minutes gone on the clock already, and then you come back and you're go back to battle again and all of a sudden the game's over. You've won it or you've lost it. And it, it just happens all so quickly. So get yourself into the week. That will be my advice.
4: Kevin, it's hoops, mate. Congratulations. I think I speak for a lot of people in the game when yeah. uh, they say they like seeing good people do well and you certainly fit that bill. It's been a brilliant uh, narrative, of the Brisbane Broncos, over the course of the last couple of seasons and the development that you've been able to make. Um, I want to ask about the Panthers, the best yeah. defensive side in the competition over the course of the last three seasons and they are geniuses at slowing down the play of the ball. Uh, they are geniuses on their own game. Goal line. Um, how do you try and break that down or upset that defensive rhythm?
2: Yeah, well, that's that's what every team tries to do against Panthers. They've been the best defensive team, haven't they, for the last couple of years? And uh, we played them twice this year. And I think in in round one we came up with a couple of tries, and then second time we played them, I think we only scored one or two. So you know, I guess it's about getting everything right against the Panthers. You know, high ball, high ball control, high percentage there, and Make sure you're grabbing your opportunities when they're there. We saw the other night, with the Storm, they created a couple of opp- scoring opportunities and a poor pass or a misdirected pass or something, some scramble defence from the Panthers sort of stops the try. So I think when your opportunities are there again, well, I know when your opportunities are there against the Panthers, you've got to actually take those opportunities and convert that into points.
3: I was just going to say, Kevi, lo- looking back to, to Friday's game, Melbourne squandered some chances. Are you backing yeah. your team to take them?
2: Well, yeah, I believe so. One of our traits uh, is our, you know, we've got strike right across the field from our two middle front rowers to our centres, wingers, fullback, our halves. Even our hooker finally has come out. out, out (laughs) Gigi's going well. We have got some strike there, but we need to, again, to take advantage of that strike, we've got to stay in the game with our defence first and foremost. And then when we get those opportunities, those try scoring opportunities or opportunities to put points on we've got to grab them which we'll speak about all week
1: Kevy, just quickly um you were part of 2015 for brisbane when you came back as an assistant and and what people don't realize is that you know just little things like your your preparation in in the sense when you went to sydney you you trained at joeys and joeys only marked out half the field you didn't have a full field to do has that been a big part of this morning making sure that all the logistics, I know you've got good crew around you, but that everything yeah. that you guys do, you don't have those hassles. I, I remember talking to you after the loss and you said, we just didn't do the little things throughout the course of the well, week right. And they paid, you know, even though it was in Golden Point, we know what happened and the yeah. history, but should Brisbane should never have lost that. Has that been a focus today um, for you guys to prepare for the week? Yeah,
2: well, it, it has been. Well, actually, we, you know, last night after the game, we went back to the club all the, the coaching staff and the players, and we spoke about, you know, the week and what it looks like. Um, Behind the scenes, our people have put some stuff in place, you know, with training and and the like, because we do have to come to Sydney on Wednesday for the Dally M's, and then so we'll stay there forward, you know, up until Sunday. So there's been a lot of planning gone behind the scenes last night and this morning, getting all that stuff, rolling it out, making sure it's in place, because preparation is everything. And, you know, I felt last week here in Brisbane, we had a training session at, at Suncorp, and it was probably... Our best training session of the year, as far as being really clinical with everything we want to do with our defence and, and our attack. So, if we can keep that momentum through the week with our training, that would transfer. You'd like to think into the game on Sunday, which we need to be, you know, really clinical, you know, on Sunday. Kevy,
3: will much change with your um, preparation no. and, and approach this week? And no, even no even, th- even those final words before you go out, what are you planning on saying to your team?
2: Well, I haven't thought about that too much just yet, but I got some comments last night about the offloads from our boys, which wasn't a plan plan of attack last night. It just sort of evolved, you know, the occasion, and we were good enough to take advantage of a lot of those offloads. So um, we'll sit uh, together this week again. We'll come up with a couple of plans, obviously, with with our attack, but it's more about our defence because, you know, what a lot of people underestimate is Penrith's scoring ability as well. We saw that last week, you know, uh, against the Storm and in the first week of the finals against the Warriors they're, they're, everyone talks and bags on about you know their attack all the time their defence sorry Penrith but they also are very good at scoring points and scoring them quickly so um, lots to work on this week but I'm very confident in this group uh, our best football hasn't been played yet and we haven't seen it hopefully we're going to see it on Saturday, Sunday night down at the stadium
4: yeah, well, that's very exciting, Kevin. Now, just before we let you go, we know uh, you're one of the great Ipswich people. You love having a laugh. You've got to look at the lighter side of things. What about the carry-on from Bulldog Ben Dobbin off the top of that introduction? Fair dinkum. Not only is he fanboyed Paddy Mills on the field after <laughs> oh, the 42-12 to 12 cricket score last night, right? It made he sounded... He, I, I thought it was Gordy, right? Gordy's not here. He actually wore the Broncos jumper. He's up at the Gordon Tallis Cup he- in Townsville, fair
1: <laughs> dinkum.
2: Yeah, I, now if you take that Broncos jersey off, I know it's a Lions jersey. He's a big Lions. Jersey.
1: <laughs> oh, get away, get away. Oh, 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 I'm oh, rock playing solid. both sides, is he? <laughs> <laughs> both, both he sure. he uh, walks all sides. Block. That. Don't worry about that, <laughs> Kevin, You know I'm rock solid, brother. You know <laughs> that. Well, hey, so listen. Thank you, mate. Thanks for everything and being involved. I know it's a big week. No doubt we'll talk to you closer to uh, the occasion, but just a, a great result for Brisbane. When Brisbane are going well in the rugby league, you know the competition's uh, going well, and well done for everything you've done at the club. Appreciate your time today.
2: Yeah, thanks, fellas. Thanks for having us. Enjoy the week, eh? Hey? Here we go. Good on you. Good on you, Good on you,
1: Kevy. Kevin Walters joining us. I just got a message, and boys, and this is a great news story. Literally, our good friend Frankie Barrett literally just texted me and said, "Crowd is at least sixteen thousand at Newcastle. Huge lineups outside to get in. Now, for a standalone NRLW game in Newcastle, that's a phenomenal crowd for a semi-final. So, well done to everybody up there. Um, and, and you know that that's a really a great sign that obviously they're going to be behind their team this afternoon. So. Let's talk early predictions, and obviously, you know, we're a long way to go. Yes, Hoops?
4: Just an update on the jersey flag at Combank as well. The Roosters are up 12-10. It's the first half, and there is still five minutes to go in the first half.
1: Perfect, perfect. Um, That's Roosters over Canterbury. Roosters over Canterbury. South Sydney taking on North North Sydney in uh, the New South Wales Cup grand final uh, a little later on. Early preview of what will be an epic grand final. The two best sides in the competition, Penrith take on the Broncos, both finished on equal points through the competition round and both have had successful semifinal campaigns. Oh, where do you begin, boys? (laughs) I I mean, it it is just exactly what the NRL wanted. It's exactly what the fans wanted. Um, It's great for the game. I, I don't even know how you split these two at the moment other than it's mouth-watering in every aspect. Well,
3: th- there's two things that spring to mind in, in terms of coming out of both semi-finals. That I don't, uh, Brisbane don't miss the opportunities that Melbourne had, and also Penrith, they punish you if they get the lead where the Warriors couldn't. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you can make a case for how the Warriors would kick on and, and, and score points where where Melbourne couldn't we also make a case where Penrith just like i say they get you in that anaconda grip the warriors had them they had them for a moment but they just couldn't keep it going but penrith i don't know if they allow broncos back in with the same level of ease they they you know you're back cleary to maybe get one of those goals so it's not 8, eight 6 it's 10-6 and that make you know it doesn't sound like a lot but it makes it makes a difference
0: i reckon you got a flaw with danger Mm-hmm. I reckon the Broncos have got to go out and play Broncos style football. If they if they get into a slugfest, I don't think they can beat Penrith. Mm. I think I think the big thing for them or last, well, last night was the, the offloads. It was sixteen and a half time. Mm. I don't think you've got to throw impossible offloads, but you gotta you gotta spread the ball. You gotta move you've got to try and move the Panthers around. Now the Broncos the real good sides now, like the Broncos, the Warriors and the Panthers. They they have at least three goes at every set of six tackles. I think I think if they if they go into their shell and try and play, you know, dominant football for eighty minutes and just have a slugfest, I I don't think they can beat them. I think the experience of the Panthers will will get them home if they play that style of footy. If Broncos play the style that they can play, and and throw that ball around and get all those offloads and, and dominate through the middle, I, I I think I think they're the only side in the competition that could beat the Panthers. Well, it, it's interesting after
3: uh, listening to Coach Walters there, and he said he didn't plan for those offloads. Now, if we believe that, no, they uh, didn't. Right? They didn't. Well, okay, okay. If we believe that, um, then that's the approach that they've got to take because you can't go in with the premeditated idea that uh, you need to offload the football; otherwise, you'll you'll make mistakes. But if they get themselves in positions to create offloads and, and to, to 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 find that second phase of attack then you've got to take the opportunity so I think it's a bit of an attitude of hey lads we're not going in just looking to offload the football for by any means necessary and throw the hand grenade out the back the the 60 40 or the or the almost impossible ones it's boys we go if it's on it's on And Penrith won't give you as many opportunities to offload the football like the New Zealand Warriors did. But when that opportunity's on, because we've seen teams take advantage like Parramatta, they do that. That's how they beat them. You look for evidence on how to beat this team. Parramatta do it better than anybody, and that's how they do it.
1: Yeah, look, it's going to be a beauty. We can't wait for it. It's not far away either. Um, We've got seven days till the grand final. You'll hear all the action live here on Triple M. Welcome back to the Sunday Simbin. All thanks to Prosper Australia's number one online lender to small business. Blocker Roach Hoops, James Graham, ahead of what will be a great clash. Newcastle taking on the Broncos. We'll be calling that game from 2 o'clock. And also the Roosters taking on the Titans in the NRLW. It is now time for Mitsubishi Triton's toughest player. Thanks to Mitsubishi Triton, nothing can frighten a Triton, the toughest player James Graham, this week is... It's none other than Broncos front rower,
3: Payne Haas. He was absolutely enormous yesterday. I know there's plenty of competition uh, for the best front rower in the game. Uh, but for me, it's Payne Haas. And um, there was a moment in uh, yesterday's game which really stood out. So he takes a carry, um, fighting for every inch as always. Probably a tackle break in and amongst it, uh, I think. Flegler took the next one. Then there was a, a, an offload. Uh, two plays later, the ball finds its way to, to Payne Haas, and he goes on a sixty meter run. Yeah, uh, after a a barnstorming run only two plays earlier. That's for me what sets this man apart. His 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 motor is. Just incredible what he managed. the The, the repeat
1: effort within the match. It's almost like Blocker Roach's motor when he was playing. Oh, I know Well, you're <laughs> an 80 minute player, Block. Mate, you're think, an 80 minute
0: player. I think I, I was deceptively fast. <laughs> 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 hey, I've got to agree with Jimmy there. Payne Haas's run. You know, you know the thing that stood out for me about that run. He didn't try and force his hand. He took the tackle. He could have tried and passed the miracle ball. Next couple of plays, they score.
4: Yeah. Tell you what they block and Jimmy, two of the best front rows of all time with us, Tobat, but it's a crack field for the toughest player this weekend, oh, like Fisher Harris and the first one twenty
0: man, minutes, Fisher Harris, oh, unbelievable. Off Enormous. his head. Carrigan, What about Flagler? Carrigan Flagless, Flag- Flagless yeah. twenty
1: minutes first opening stands there. He had four offloads in, in and, and I think he had I think he had seven carries, four offloads for a hundred meters, twenty three minutes. He was massive.
4: Throw Leota yeah, play- in. Leota was outstanding Friday night. Like,
1: Isaiah Yeo
3: was, was, was yeah. tough with his runs as well, like Carrigan. Uh, hey, th- obviously, we're, we're building up next week again. Hey, like, Jimmy, it, that,
0: that was the one thing about, uh, about Isaiah Yo, and I, I want to get your opinion on it too. His ability to, to, to know what to do. Like, his running game has come back. Now, you go back to the, to the origin. He was trying to be a ball player, playing out the back all the time and forgot about running. Now, I, I think the first thing he's thinking now is run and the offloads come after that.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Blocky. You're 100 percent correct. I think uh, that that shape that he um, he gets forward with is very important, and he uses his shape so well. Um, and that um, you know the the balance between pass and run, I think he's got it um, perfectly at the moment. But his awareness, and also uh, sometimes when you're in that position as as a ball playing middle forward, you, you're so reliant on um, on the voice of your halves and. I think with, with Luai and Cleary, they're the ones that Talon went to pass. So, you know, it's, a, it's that fine combination between uh, show and go, but he's got that ability if he hears the ball, if he hears the, the call from from Nathan or Jerome, he fires it to them and he's got the ability to take the ball so deep into the line. I've watched a, a couple of Penrith plays now and um, it's almost impossible to, to defend against because he goes so far into the line and then finds the pass. He does it, in my opinion, better than anybody in the competition uh, in, in going so far in and then still having that ability to nail a pass out the back as well. It's a tremendously difficult skill to execute, even unopposed, like without having opposition. You know, you practice it in training, a little bit different, but doing it high speed in a game, everything on the line. Isaiah is incredible at it, but you're know, back to the, the, the toughest player uh, in, in Payne Haas. It's those little plays that set him apart. It was the play... Um, when he chased down Brian Pappenhausen in week one of the semis where Pappenhausen made a half break and who's there to clean it up? It's Payne Haas. Mm. Uh, l- love watching it. And love watching all of these these six middles that'll go head-to-head next Sunday. Love watching them
1: all. But Payne Haas for me, the front row, that's why he's number one. Mm. It, 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 I can't believe, and Hoops, with the M coming up and obviously Sean Johnson the favourite, you know, there's an article in the paper today saying that, you know, potentially Payne Huss is, is, is he was leading it when they went behind closed doors in round 12. Each form, like to me, he's the winner of the Dallium. There's He's just been consistently outstanding. I understand he hasn't got the brilliance of Sean Johnson, you know, the flashman and the halfback and all that. But why Why has there been – is it because he's so good every single week that he just doesn't get the points because he's always so consistent?
4: I don't think so, Dobbo, but certainly it's going to be an extremely close contest. Like, There's been so many players go on runs of form, whether it's Sean Johnson, whether it's Calum Ponga, as you touched on, Payne was leading the Dally M medal count when votes went behind closed doors. He did get suspended uh, for a hip drop tackle, and that cost him six points. He's also got a deal with having Rhys Walsh, Pat Carrigan, yeah, Adam Reynolds. The all sure. these other yeah. star players in his side as well. And which Johnson would doesn't. Think that maybe he's not getting three points every single week. But I'd love to see a front row win it. A front row has never won the Dali M medal previously. I think it'd be a T. That's why it, it
0: should it... be called the Halfbacks Award. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Middles
4: have won it. Jason Tomalello's won it. A couple of times, so middles have won a yeah, block. Yeah, middles
0: aren't front rowers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, you know what? You know what they are their pirates. They get on the back of the big boppers first. Have a look at Payne Hart play one front rower, then everyone gets on the back of it. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think on the on the on the conversation <laughs> around the the, the the Dalian Player of the Year. If you look at the, the the Warriors, like Johnson scores every time. Like if the Warriors win, Johnson plays well, so he gets the six points, or he'll pick up points. But you know when, when Brisbane play well, you know Farmworth's in, involved, Cobos involved, Reece Walsh is involved, Adam Reynolds is involved. Every man, like you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to fight for points. Even calling the game yesterday, we do a three two one at the end of the game for Triple M. Like, how how do you pick three? Yeah, you're how, how do head, you scratch your
4: head, don't you? Who did you give did you give you Three two. Uh, Farmworth,
3: uh, Farmworth, Farmworth. Farmworth. was three. Uh, Paynehouse was two. And I think I did Carrigan at one. But then you think of all the players no, that you leave out. Where? Well, yeah, Walsh Where? was left out. Yeah. I, and I even thought, what, you know, this, this is not a 3-2-1 at Brisbane. It was a 3-2-1 of the game. I felt bad leaving Wade Egan out because I thought he was sensational.
1: Well, oh, they'd be questioning your credibility. You d- I mean, seriously, he was uh, good, but he wasn't no, in the top give, three if, players. If you, no, if you I give know, good enough reasoning. reasoning.
4: Hold yeah. on. There's only one of us on this show who regularly has his credibility question. Oh. And it's the bloke who just had to have a hat thrown at him because he's been on his phone the entire texting, time while we've been. I was just texting been,
1: Kevin Walters, who was just texting me about just how happy he is that he's got support of my support and how thankful he is for the support that I've given him throughout the course of. We'll text the him course. after.
3: Know yep. where you be present in the present moment. You'll remind you remind me of some of these people that film
4: people
0: texting. And <laughs> what about the phone yep.
4: band? We've got yeah. that phone ban when you, you, we're you, live on air now, Dobbo. Yeah, You're all right. consistently breaking when it. When did that happen? You, you, when did that ban come in? Year. Be,
1: I've never heard that ban. Be <laughs> present, Ben. Be present. You, 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 well, that's you, good you, from you. coming from you.
3: I am. That's good coming from you. You're worse than these people that film Nathan Cleary kicking a goal. You just watch it. You're never going to watch that video back. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs>
1: that is right, incredible. I agree with that. I do agree or, with that. If you want to see it again, go home and watch it. On Fox Right Righto, that's Keo. it. We've got to get out of here. Unfortunately, I will be calling the women's semi final with it like James Graham up next. Uh, this is Sunday Sinbin. Have a great week as we march towards the grand final.
0: Triple M footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.